we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I am so grateful that you're joining me again today. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, what an amazing 2021. Definitely better than 2020 in my opinion. Uh, but this year, 2022, is going to be phenomenal, I believe. I believe as people of God, we're going to see the blessing and the anointing of God hit us uh, greatly. We're going to see supernatural promotion. I believe that with all my heart. And so just happy new year to you. I hope you had an enjoyable Christmas, an enjoyable new year. Uh, and now it's time to rock it out in 2022, right? And so we're going to jump into it. But again, I'm Terry Linscott. I am your host. This is the Anointing Leadership Podcast. And I am so grateful that you're joining me today. Uh, and uh, before we jump into it, whatever platform you're on, if you don't mind, do me a couple things. Number one, if the content that you hear today is helping you, if it's blessing you, uh, leave me a comment or a review. I really appreciate that. We enjoy uh, communicating with our listeners. Also, if you uh, have not yet done so, hit the subscribe button and uh, the bell that makes sure you know when we drop a new podcast. By the way, we do this every other uh, Thursday. So two weeks from today, you'll get another notification, uh, whichever platform you use it on. And the last thing, probably the most uh, influential thing that you can do to help me is uh, get this content to other people. Things that are blessing you, uh, if this really helps you, uh, share it. Share it with your family, share it with your friends, uh, share it with your coworkers. Uh, If you're in the church, share it with your pastor, share it with your department heads, the associate leaders in the ministry, whatever that is. Listen, I really appreciate you taking a few moments of your time and joining me on the Leadership Podcast. You know, this podcast, as we jump into 2022, is all about helping each and every one of us grow as leaders. I don't believe that everybody is just a born leader. I believe we can choose leadership. It just takes work. I believe that we can all be developed into a leader. Uh, We're not all meant to follow. We're all kings, right? Uh, We're the king's kids, and we are kings, and we're joint heirs with Jesus, which means we have leadership in us. When we come to Christ, the anointing of God gets in us and allows us to do and accomplish greater things than what we could do in our own abilities because of Jesus Christ. And so that's why I call this the anointed leadership is because I need the anointing in my life to do what I do, but you also need that same level of anointing in your life to to accomplish what God's called you to do. Amen. Well, today we're going to jump into, we're going to do a two-part series. So we got a few uh, points this week, and then in two weeks from now, we'll finish this up. And we're talking about the seven leadership principles of Jesus. Uh, I personally believe there's multiple other uh, leadership principles. Maybe you've heard these type of teachings. Maybe you've heard this thought process before. Uh, Some people say there's 12 leadership principles. I honestly believe there's a boatload of principles that Jesus taught us. Uh, If you want my honest opinion, there's so many different things that Jesus taught that we uh, should adapt and uh, uh, you know allow to be part of our life. And uh, so I want to bring them down to the seven. I think this is probably the most popular uh, thought process of what we see in Jesus's life. But ultimately, think about it. Think about Jesus. Think about what he did and how he has completely changed the globe. And we're, we're, let's just say we're 2,022 years 
after Christ, uh, if, even just 2,000 years after Christ, and we're still being impacted, not just influenced, but impacted by what Jesus did in three and a half years on this planet. Then what his 12 disciples did uh, after that, and then what Paul did and took what Jesus taught and the way he did things and how he impacted, not just influence, impacted, where he made a dent in the life of, of every believer that's gone before us and those that will come after us and those that are living with us today. Jesus Christ, the greatest leader of all times, and the principles that he taught, the things that he taught, the things that he did, the way he did things, uh, how he handled people, how he handled problems, how he handled stress, how he handled issues. You know, uh, I think you, you look at that and you say, wow, what an amazing man. One guy that did this and is still impacting the lives of so many today. And so I think I think about that. I think about leaders today. Uh, you know, if you're a leader of one person or if you're a leader of 100,000, it doesn't matter, you're still a leader, right? You've got to realize that the impact that you're making on the one will duplicate itself. And so now instead of it just being one, it's now two of you, right? And so it's, it's, a, it's a domino effect. It's an accumulation of leadership and a, of principles and things like that. And so let's jump into it today. I think Jesus is, is probably probably that most dynamic leader that I think any of us would ever be able to, um, uh, to, to, uh, to glean from, right? I think he's the, he's the epitome of leadership. And so let's just jump in today. Uh, we're going to talk with our seven key principles uh, of leadership Jesus taught, and we're going to talk three of them today, and then we're going to finalize the other four next week in uh, next podcast. And the first one, let me just run through the seven, and then we'll come back and unpack each one of them. The first principle that we find is Jesus humbled himself and allowed God to exalt him. Uh, I, I'm just going to read them. I want to teach them all, but I just want to read them. Number two, Jesus followed his father's will rather than seeking a position. Number three, Jesus defined greatness as being a servant. Number four, Jesus took risks to serve others because he trusted he was God's son. He took risks to serve others because he knew who he belonged to. Five, Jesus left his place at the head of the table to serve the needs of others. Six, Jesus shared the responsibility and authority with those he called to lead. He shared it. Uh, And seven, Jesus built a team to carry out a worldwide vision. What's a powerful statement, powerful thought process, powerful some things, but let's unpack these. Number one, Jesus humbled himself and allowed God to exalt him. Uh, I'm going to read some verses in Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11, uh, and we're going to piece it together, not read the whole thing, but it says, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, but emptied himself, Jesus, by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. I, I want you to look at what Jesus did. He he didn't look at his position and, and toot the position or brag about the position or allow the position of being the son of God and the son of man to... Uh, exalt him. He allowed, he never promoted himself as when they said you are, he says, that's what you say. In other words, I'm not saying these things. Jesus wasn't out saying, Hey, look at me. And let me explain it this way. 
I'm the pastor of Abundant Life Church. And though I'm the pastor, I'm the leader, I'm the headship, I'm the forerunner of this ministry, the visionary, if you will. I'm not out tooting my horn saying, I'm the pastor, so you have to do these things for me. I'm not interested in what you're going to do for me. I'm interested in what he's doing for me. But most of the time, I find pastors, I find leaders, I find church leaders taking their position and allowing their position to exalt them, allowing the place that they hold, the the level of position that they have and what they do as that's the authority to exalt them in the kingdom. Most people that I know in leadership want the leadership position because they want the pats on the back and the attaboys from people, and they are looking for their gift or their position to make room for them to be able to be invited into the back room, if you will. Jesus didn't do this. Jesus was not out promoting himself. Even when John the Baptist went to baptize him, he said, look, the one that we've been preaching about. And Jesus come in and say, hold on, boys, I have to do the same thing you're doing. Listen, this is the humility that Jesus understands. He allowed God to exalt him. What does that look like in leadership for you and I? You can't force things to happen. You got to let them organically grow and you got to stay humble. You can't be forcing this upon people. You let it organically grow. I've said that twice because I think it's important. So many times in leadership, we try to force the hand of leadership. We try to force our influence or we try to force impact into people's lives. And you can't. You've got to let it grow. You've got to allow it to develop. The level of leadership Jesus brought to us was a level of trust both ways. It went north and south. It went east and west. It it went, trust was both ways. It wasn't just them trusting Jesus, but it was him trusting them that caused this level of, of intimacy between them because of humility. Jesus didn't look at the people that worked with them as people that worked for him. It was a humility. It wasn't just them promoting him. It was God promoting this level of humility that we've got to walk in. I want to read a couple points here. Jesus taught that true humility was, is knowing where you have come from and that with him, you are unable, without him, you are unable to accomplish anything. So it's knowing where you've come from. The true humility is, I know that I came from heaven, but I've left it. I I walked away from it and I need God in this time because I left all of those things. You got to know where you've come from and to know where you're going. You got to understand that where you're going, it requires God. In our ministry, in our church, we have exponentially grown. We have exponentially uh, seen God begin to move in our life and in our church. I mean, it was like it was like so quick and overnight. The one thing that I'm reminded every morning when I walk into my office, I have a picture of some trains. The trains that I walked into and I look at every day are the ones that the Jews were escorted back in, in Hitler's time in Holocaust to the slaughter. And it reminds me of things that I, the sacrifice that people have given so that I could have freedom. And I'm reminded that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the people that went before me, nor would I be where I am today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ in me. You've got to know where you've come from, and realize that it's not your own ability. Jesus learned this. He understood this. And it's a level of leadership, and it's the number one key principle, I believe, that as leaders, we have to adapt in our lives, right? This is another, This is what Jesus talks about in, in Hebrews. And uh, he says, the Bible says, uh, or I just said, the, the Bible says that God opposes the proud uh, and gives more grace to the, the humble in James. He opposes the proud. It isn't about you. It's about him. It's humility. Humility isn't 
acting like you're low, lower than. Humility is recognizing you can't do this on your own and you need help. You, you, you're not afraid to call on the name of Jesus. Let me teach you something about how to stay humble. Three key points on the, on the number one principle of Jesus's leadership. Three points is number one, how do you stay humble? Number one, always acknowledge God as your source. John chapter eight, verse 28, Jesus says, I do nothing of myself. Everything I do is what I've heard of the Father. It's always acknowledging God as your source. Say People say, man, pastor, that was a great preaching. Amen. Thank you. Thank the Lord for that, right? Because it was him that used me. I'm a vessel for his honor and not for my own honor. Amen. And we got to realize, number two, do nothing without prayer. John chapter uh, 12, verse 49, Jesus went to pray and came in and did whatever the Father told him. So prayer has to be a level of your life of leadership when it comes to uh, uh, walking in this humility. It's prayer. It's, it's it confessing sins and repenting, but also getting your download, getting your orders from headquarters that you actually go do what God tells you to do. Jesus did nothing without hearing the Father first. And then the third thing about this humility is you got to trust the process. So you got to realize that you got to let God organically do this for you. I was talking about our ministry and it is exponentially grown over the last, you know, 18 months. Uh, I mean, we were running 110, 15, 20 people in our sanctuary adults and young adults, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. And today we're running over 300 and some people. So we've exponentially grown in 18 months. And it's not just people just showing up and visiting. We're talking about people getting saved. We're talking about people getting healed and delivered. We're talking about people joining our church and giving to the church and, and really getting behind the vision. That doesn't just happen overnight, right? That doesn't just happen. It's like 18 months and man, we've been, we've been, uh, busting it here at Abundant Life Church. Well, here's the key is we're constantly trying in the process. We're in prayer and we're acknowledging God as our source. I know that I can't do this. I know I'm not the most eloquent person in preaching. So what I do, I humble myself. God, you're going to have to do this. Whatever you want to do, you're going to have to take the will, but I have to humble myself. I got to get myself out of the way and make room for God in my life. Amen. So the number one principle, Jesus humbled himself and always allowed God to exalt him. Don't, don't try to force the hand of God. Don't be God right? Don't do that in leadership. Don't try to get, you know, to force everything to happen. Let it organically grow in God's timing and let him exalt you in that. The second principle that we find from Jesus is this, Jesus followed his father's will rather than seeking a position. Man, I'm telling you what, um, this really rocked my world when I look at some of these things. You know, back, let me just read two verses about this, and then I'm going to give you a couple points. There's an, there's an episode called The Power of No that I did a while back. Uh, you can go back and find it because you got to know your yes, and you got to understand that yes, and you got to fulfill the yes. And this is what I'm talking about. Jesus allowed his father's will, uh, followed his father's will rather than seeking his position or seeking what he could do to, to cause growth. No, leadership is about doing what God's called you to do. Amen. And John chapter 6, verse 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And sometimes what happens is we get our eyes sight on what everybody else is doing. We wonder what everybody else is doing. I've had multiple pastors come to me and say, Hey, what are you doing to grow your church? I said, I'm doing what the book of Acts says. I'm, I'm praying. I'm preaching, I'm prophesying, I'm laying hands on, and God's adding to the church. I'm not doing anything spe special other than prayer, 
I'm preaching what he tells me to preach, prophesying the way he tells me to prophesy, and praying for people. That's what we're doing at Abundant Life Church. There is no gimmick. There is no how to grow the church program. We have we have we have things that we do from uh, membership classes, and we have plugging Bible studies and things like that. But growth comes when God is in the, involved in it. It's not when I'm trying to do it. And this is the thing: I'm doing His will. I'm just doing what He tells me to do. And when we do it, we're seeing an exponential growth. But it's not what I want to do. It's what He wants to do. John. 4 to 34. My favorite verse of all time is Jesus said to them, my food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his good work. I'm not interested in doing what everybody else does. I'm not interested in doing what everybody else thinks I should be doing. I'm interested in doing what he's asked me to do so that I can fulfill his plan in my life and that I can accomplish what he wants me to accomplish in my life. Jesus followed his father's will. In this, I'm I'm talking about this power of no, I, I talked about it this way. Business people uh, want to keep adding to their product line because they think the more they add to it, the more people they drive in. That's false. What you do is the more product you add to your business, the more overhead it costs you to have the business. And then you're at, you're at uh, uh, risk of losing everything you got because you did what you weren't supposed to do. It's the same process in the kingdom. In leadership, you got to be really cautious. You got to learn to celebrate everybody else's victories, but not adopt their doings because it's not what God's called you to do. Only do what God told you to do. When you get to that level of leadership, then you're going to watch God exalt you. God won't exalt you. You're trying to adapt what to everybody else is doing. You got to do what God tells you to do the way he's told you to do it. And don't go around looking what everybody else does. You got Jesus followed his father's will. You have to find the father's will for your life as a leader and do that only. Not the position, not what everybody else is doing, not the status that everybody else has, but what God has called you to do. And in what God's called you to do, and what when you follow His will, the satisfaction, the peace, and the joy of the Lord, I'm telling you, we're there. Our church is there. Why? Because we're doing exactly what God has called us to do. We're not doing what everybody else is doing. I'm not picking up the phone. You know, I'm not. I'm not out there saying, "Hey, guys, what's uh, what what's the best way to do this?" No, no. I don't really care what everybody else is doing. Now, there are wisdom principles. If God tells me to do something that somebody else is doing, call them. Get some wisdom, and then go to God and say, "How do you want me to handle this?" This is what we're talking about. You do God's will. Jesus wouldn't allow. Watch this. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, this is where Jesus said, I'm going. And Peter looked at him and says, no, Jesus, you're not going to go. And Jesus turned around and looked at him and said, Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, isn't that an interesting thing? Jesus wouldn't allow those closest to him to alter the will of God in his life. This is what you're going to have to be careful of. You're going to have to protect the will of God over the relationships. You're going to have to protect the will of God over your team. You're going to have to protect the will of God over the emotions of those around you. Jesus could have been altered if he had listened to Peter. He could have, it could have been changed. It could have been challenged. And we wouldn't be talking about Jesus the way we are today because Jesus would have listened to Peter rather than listening to the will of God. In his heart, Jesus knew exactly what he's supposed to do. Hey, leader, it's inside of you. The, the Lord puts it in you, not in your thoughts, but inside of you. And it birth, he births that baby in you to a cause you to become completely successful for him. You've got to realize those closest to you, though they mean well, Though their intentions are success, though they have the they have your like they have your back, 
sometimes the, the bigger picture, they don't catch it. And so they begin to encourage you and they influence you to alter what God's told you. Do not do what the emotional level of leadership happens from those around us. Do what the will of God is for your life. Watch. The last point on this is you can't be swayed by the popular opinion. Stick to your yes or the vision. What is your yes? I have a I had a rock and on the rock it was a little yellow rock and the word yes and my yes is on the rock is what I always would say, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. My yes is solid. It's a foundation. It's not going to be easily moved. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not interested in what everybody else thinks. The popular opinion will cause you to sink your ship. I'm just telling you, do not listen to the popular opinions. You listen to what God's called you to do. It's a principle of Jesus. Jesus didn't allow them. Remember when Lazarus, I know this is not in my notes right here, but let me just tell you by the spirit of God. Remember when Lazarus died and he was in the tomb for four days and they were sending word to Jesus and and the the disciples with Jesus was really concerned about Lazarus. So it kind of tells you the level of Jesus and Lazarus relationship. Even his closest people to him knew that was a, a, a strong relationship. And Jesus stayed two more days instead of going to Lazarus. He didn't allow that emotional uh, death, and he didn't allow the people's emotion to sway him from what God's called him to do. You got to know the will of God, and you can't be swayed by emotions. It's a level of principle. It's a principle that Jesus taught us about leadership. Those are hard decisions, but when you make them, they have glorious outcomes. And you got to realize you may not know what the outcome looks like. You just must say yes to his will and not what everybody else is saying. Amen. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm preaching today. And I know this is a leadership podcast, but man, I'm telling you, these principles of Jesus, we've got to adapt them into our life. Number one, Jesus humbled himself and allowed God to exalt him. Number two, Jesus followed his father's will rather than seeking the position. Don't, don't, my position as pastor, I know who I am. The people around me know who I am, but I'm not out puffing up that you have to help me and serve me because I'm your pastor. I don't preach that way. I don't see that way. That's the way Jesus did it. It's you got to choose to follow me. You got to choose to work with me. You have to choose it. I'm not telling you to do it. It's your choice. You want to do it? It's going to be glorious. You don't want to do it? You're going to stay stuck. That's I know the Bible verses on it, right? So you can't force people. You got to let it organically grow. The third print, the principle that we find with Jesus is uh, Jesus define greatness as being a servant. I know that's cuss words for some leaders, but we're not, we're not the ones to be served. We come to serve people. Our leadership position is about serving, not being served. We want people to, you know, if you're watching this on a video, I'm holding up a cup of coffee here. If you're not, and it's an espresso and it's a beautiful cup of coffee. And what we want is people to go make coffee for us at specific times. And we've been taught this on corporate America with television, that leadership looks like you serve me. I'm the King. I'm the Lord. I'm the greatest, right? And uh, the goat I preached a message in my church about uh, don't, you know, don't be the goat, but the greatest of all time, you know, is don't be today's goats, but be Jesus, the goat, be the one that's willing to serve people. And I don't need people to go make my coffee. 
I, I don't want them to. Why? Because I want to make their coffee. I'm, I'm more interested in what I can do to serve you. Because my mindset is, is I'm not going to be promoted by man. I'm going to be promoted by God. And the way you beat that demon that tells you to be promoted by people is go serve other people. It's what Jesus did. And, and what I'm talking about is we got to get past this corporate level of America that we see on TV, that we are the most important people on the planet as leaders. We're not. We, the people around us are the most important because they're the ones that are actually helping us become who we are today. And if we don't invest into them and serve them, then they're going to just work for us and give us some time. But if they know we care about them and we're willing to go over an extra mile to help them, they're going to give us our life, their life. And I believe that. And Jesus said he, the third principle is you define greatness as being a servant. In uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 35, it says, And he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Jesus exalts you when you learn this principle. God exalts you in levels when you learn to serve people. I know too many leaders. I know too many pastors. If I could just talk about the pastoral, because a lot of times in our company, we look at the pastoral as the headship, and he's the one that's to be served and to be honored. And that's what the Bible teaches us. Absolutely. That Bible, the way the Bible teaches us is that the people should honor me as, as their pastor. But that doesn't mean I don't honor them. And that doesn't mean I'm not there to serve them. That doesn't mean I'm not there to help them. I'm there to be a blessing to their life. God's gifted me to help them. And if I'm looking at just what I can receive rather than what I can do, now I've got outside the principle of Jesus and Jesus can't exalt you because you're exalting yourself, right? So we have to realize if you want to be the first or the greatest, you got to learn to be a servant of all. This is what Jesus did. He served all men. He gave his life. I mean, what an amazing feat to do to show that he, he loves and he cares about, right? And so this is what, just a couple things, you know, Mark chapter 10, verse 42 and 43, whoever wants to be the greatest must be the servant. It's lordship versus servanthood. You know, this is what we find in Mark is where the, the Gentiles lord over you, but we don't lord over and I'm and Lord over doesn't mean I'm not demanding anything out of you. I'm leading by example. I'm serving you. I'm helping you. I'm doing everything I can to pull you out of where you are, but I'm not lording over you. I'm not demanding you to do something for me. This is what Jesus taught. These were red letters. And we got to realize this, you know, what we define as the, as leadership is the corner office and barking orders and everybody serving us. But that's not how Jesus does it. Jesus defines leadership as the one that actually gets in the ditch and helps. And we work with people and we serve people and we do things. We don't just bark orders and go play golf all day long. That's never going to pay off in your life. Now, corporate America, you may make a lot of money, but inwardly and the respect factor around you, you're going to lose all of that. People aren't following you. They're just working for a paycheck. This is what we have to realize. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow me as I follow Christ. So they've got to have a level of relationship. You got to have a relationship. You got to be willing to serve. You got to help people, right? Uh, Listen, serving is simply this. Let me Let me say this. You got to remove the I deserve it mindset. If you're going to have this level of service or this level of greatness in your life to be a servant, you have to remove the level of mindset that says, I deserve to be served. You got to remove that out of your mind. I'm telling you, every leader gets it. It's a demon that comes into our life and wants to affect us and stop us from doing what we're supposed to do. And we got to remove the I deserve it mindset. And, and here's what we have to do. We got to start thinking about others rather than thinking about ourselves. I know leaders that are more interested in what people didn't do for them because they think they deserve it rather than what they could have done for somebody else. 
I'm not interested. Listen, I love people and I love the people that help me and they serve me and they work with me, uh, but I'm not interested in that level. I'm interested in what I can do for them. How can I better them? How can I affect their life? How can I impact them? How can I help pick up the box and carry it with them? How can I do that? Why? Because I understand Jesus's principle of leadership. Man, these are the seven principles of Jesus's leadership. And let me just review the first three. Jesus humbled himself and allowed God to exalt him. Jesus followed the Father's will rather than seeking the position. And Jesus defined greatness as being a servant. We've got to adapt these into our life if we want God to really bless us in leadership. I believe in 2022, it's going to be the greatest year ever for the body of Christ. I believe right before Jesus comes, he's going to exalt the body. He, they're going to, the glory of God's going to be poured out. And the leaders in the kingdom are going to be the ones that run with it. But for us to be a, a true leader that people want to follow, we've got to adapt these levels of leadership. Hey, listen, man, I, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to drop the other three or other four principles. I don't want you to miss that. Again, if this stuff helped you, if this content has helped you, I really appreciate if you'd share it, if you'll subscribe to it, if you'll talk about it. Listen, if you have teams in church and whatever, take these podcasts and sit them down and let everybody listen to them and dissect it and 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 develop your team around some leadership principles that I believe God is speaking to each and every one of us. Hey, again, this is Terry Linscott. I am your host. This is the Anointing Leadership Podcast. I'm declaring God's anointing on you to do and accomplish everything God's called you to do in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.